Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Word of the Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today, and of course, we are talking about the biggest news in the NBA. Coming into this offseason, the biggest storyline was going to be, where would Kawhi Leonard go? Would he go back to Toronto? Would he go to Los Angeles? Would he join LeBron to create a super team with Anthony Davis? Well, we have our answer. He's joining the LA Clippers, and he was prepared. And he's about to do the next LeBron James. He had it set up perfectly, and there's a lot to get into with this. What does this mean for LA? What does it mean for the Clippers? What does it mean for the league? And what team may be admitting that they made a mistake? So let's get into it right away. The big news wasn't just that Kawhi was going to Los Angeles to join the Clippers. It's that literally a minute after Wojnarowski reported this last night on Twitter, came the news that Paul George was joining Kawhi in LA with the Clippers. For those of you unfamiliar, Paul George had hinted years ago that he wanted to go to Los Angeles, end up being traded Oklahoma City and signing a contract there. But I always felt with George he would end up in Los Angeles eventually. I didn't know it would be this quick. But now Kawhi Leonard goes to a good young team with a lot of great talent and, more importantly, a great running mate in Paul George with a great head coach. I think that this was perfect for the Clippers. Now, the Clippers gave up a record haul of first-round picks in order to make this happen, but they're a good team with a lot of young players and a lot of manageable contracts. So for me right now, this is a situation where they made a great trade. It worked out for both Oklahoma City. It worked out for both L.A., and the Clippers are all in. And I thought about this very hard, and it's very interesting because when I thought about this, has there ever been in the same sport, in the same sport, I'm going to remind you, Two teams this great in one city? I have to go all the way back to the 1950s to think of baseball with the Dodgers, the Yankees, in the World Series every year, and also the New York Giants were a great team as well during those late 40s, early 50s. But I cannot think of another sport where we had two teams in the same sport, in the same city, that were this good. And this is great for Kawhi Leonard. I think that he has put himself in an incredible position. Do I think selfishly, did I want him to stay in Canada? Yes. Did I think the Raptors would be a great story? Yes. Do I think the league, in a sense, wanted him to stay in Canada and help build that brand internationally? Absolutely. But the league is very happy today. Because what has been one of the biggest criticisms of the NBA over the last two years? It's been tanking, and they try to change that with the draft lottery. And while I have been on the record on former podcasts saying, I don't think it's completely addressed the tanking issue, the other big issue was parity. Even this year, when we came into the season, we felt Golden State would win the title. And even though Kawhi and the Raptors played great, the Warriors were decimated by injury. Now next year, going into the season... You can't think of what team is the favorite out of the West or the East to make the NBA Finals. So this is great for the NBA. Not just for the parity, but now they have this great rivalry in Los Angeles, the second largest media market in the world between the Clippers and the Lakers. This is fantastic for the league. This will be interesting. It will be great storylines. And I do think going to the Clippers takes a little bit of pressure off of Kawhi from the sense that If he went with LeBron and they didn't win a title, I think there would be a lot more blame put on Kawhi. 
or with the Clippers and getting Paul George, look, Kawhi's made it known. He wants to take off about 20 games a year for load management. I think when you get another star like Paul George along with him, if Kawhi had just gone to the Clippers by himself, it would have been incredibly difficult to do the load management. But because he has brought another star in Paul George who wants to be in Los Angeles like him, I think it will be a very good fit because he can take nights off and Paul George can be the number one. Paul George can have a starring role. He's not going to be a third wheel here. He's going to be the number two guy. And both of these guys, let's not forget, what do they do incredibly well? They are great defenders. I mean, these are athletic shooters, but they're great defenders. They fit the mold for what you want a modern NBA star to be. They can play the wing. They can play great perimeter defenders, and they can shoot. And under Doc Rivers, I think that this will fit the Clippers perfectly. I think that they now have an identity. And this is a team that, even without stars last year, went toe-to-toe with Golden State when they were healthy. This is a very good young team. Now they have two big stars. And it's interesting for the Lakers because they went all in on Kawhi. And now without him, I think they're going to make a couple of moves. They're going to get a couple of veterans. But they kind of missed out on getting like a J.J. Redick, a good shooter, maybe some of those second-tier free agents because they waited on Kawhi. But I think the big reason Kawhi waited was to see what team got Paul George. Because it came out today from Woj that the Raptors were also heavy in trying to get Paul George. And basically came down to what team was going to get Paul George. And the Clippers had more assets in terms of the draft picks to do that. Now I think Toronto's in full rebuild mode. But let's be honest, they won that trade because they got a title out of it. I know Kawhi was only there for one year. But it's the greatest rental in sports history. They got a title out of it. And for Kawhi, this is the perfect time to leave. Because he brought Toronto a championship. I mean, think about it. This is the first title in professional sports in Canada in over two decades. And it's in basketball. It's not in hockey. So Kawhi did what he had to do. I think it would have been a great story if he stayed with Toronto. But this, going to the Clippers to go against LeBron... This will be very interesting. And both of these guys, doesn't it feel like Kawhi and LeBron now are kind of in a battle for a legacy? Because both are kind of competing for the same thing when you really think about it. It's getting that third title with a third different team. Kawhi's done it with the Spurs. He's done it with Toronto. And LeBron has done it with Cleveland. He's done it with Miami. I mean, when we talk about some of the greatest players ever, I think it'll be very hard to put people above a guy who went to three different teams and won three titles with each of those teams. It's incredibly hard to win a title with one team, let alone two. Now we're talking about three titles. And look, Kawhi, he could easily win it. I think the Clippers now are one of the best teams in the West. I think they should be a favorite. And they're going to be a team with Paul George and Kawhi. I think they're going to alternate nights off. They're going to be fresh for the playoffs. And this is going to be a good team that they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to shoot, and they're going to have a great rivalry with the Lakers. The NBA would love if the Western Conference Finals next year ends up being the Battle of L.A. I mean, this is great. This is fantastic for the league. It adds to the parity. I feel bad for the people in Toronto because they lose a great player. But let's be honest, Kawhi did bring them a championship. So I think this was the perfect time to leave. If he was going to leave, he goes home, he goes to Los Angeles, and he doesn't go to LeBron James and join a super team. Now, I think that would have been great to see the three of them play together, but it's more intriguing and it creates better storylines They went with the Clippers, the little brother in town. 
if he wins a title before LeBron, I mean, could you imagine the storylines we're going to have out of that? This is a great day for the NBA. It's great moves. But it also reinforces something I have said for a long time when I've been in this position. Now, I've gotten a lot of criticism because, and I will preface this by saying the following. I think Russell Westbrook is an incredibly talented player. In my lifetime, he's probably one of the top three athletes and most dynamic and fun players I have ever seen play the game of basketball. He is incredible to watch, is a thrill to watch him, and when he is on his game, there might not be a funner athlete to watch in the entire NBA. That being said, it is reported that Oklahoma City is looking to trade him and completely reboot the franchise. And I've been saying this for years. Westbrook is great. But the problem is he does not play well with others. I cannot think of another star in the NBA that has had as many great players as Russell has had with him. And he has done less with them. Oklahoma City is looking at themselves in the mirror today. And looking at all the great players that they moved on from and kept Russell Westbrook and said, we screwed up. We forget that this team had Harden and Durant at one time. They moved on from Harden. They didn't warm up to Durant enough. They didn't love Durant enough and put their arms fully around him and instead defended Russell Westbrook. And then Durant left. They go out and made an incredible trade to bring in Paul George. Paul George did decide to stay, but you can tell by the end of last season, the Thunder were their best when it was clear George was the number one option. Then Westbrook started to become the number one option late in the season, and their season just went down the drain. How many great players have gone through Oklahoma City And at the end of the day, what has Russell Westbrook won? With all those great players he has had with him. But they've also left too. He was very difficult to play with. And I get that he averages a triple-double for the season. I get that. Everyone tells me this at nauseum. Whenever I criticize Westbrook, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, well, he averages a triple-double for the season. Come on, you can't bash him for that. No, that's incredible. But what's he do in the playoffs? Every year, first round, he fizzles out. I mean, come on, he's not a great shooter. He's a great ball-centric drive-to-the-basket guard. But have you noticed that that style has taken a toll on his body? He's been more banged up. He's been more hurt over the last couple of years. And I get he's an incredibly talented guard. But you look at the players he has had with him, who have left him, who have gone on to do better things without him. Harden's become a league MVP. Durant has won multiple championships. I mean, there have been countless examples of people that have left Oklahoma City and gotten better. And think about this. When we look back at Oklahoma City... Well, we kind of look at them like the Braves of the 90s. Remember the Atlanta Braves in baseball with that incredible rotation of 
Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin. Look at all the talent they had, the countless NL East division titles year after year after year. It was a dynasty basically of 15 years, and they won one championship. Are we going to look back at Oklahoma City a couple years down the road, especially when they go full rebuild? And I agree that right now that's probably their best option is get as much draft capital as you can. If you can get a good haul for Westbrook, I would completely do it. Because one thing I will say about Oklahoma City, they've done a fantastic job of finding good talent in the draft. They've had a good front office. They can find young talent, so I'm not worried about them like some organizations in the draft. But are we going to look back at Oklahoma City 10, 20 years from now and say, my God, look at all the talent that they had, and they couldn't win a championship? They had three guys on a team that could have been league MVP, Durant, Harden, and Westbrook, and they couldn't win anything. And are we going to look back and say, man, they went all in on Russell Westbrook, and that was the wrong decision. Because look at what Kevin Durant's done. Look at what James Harden has done. Look at what Oladipo has done. Look at what Paul George could potentially do now in Los Angeles. I mean, I've really thought about this. And if you can find a better team, I'd love to hear from you guys. But I really racked my brain. I'm like, in terms of depth and in terms of talent, has there been an organization over the last 15 years in the NBA that's had this many talented players come through? I mean, this isn't a team that also, outside of Paul George, this is a team they've gotten their own guys. They've found these kids and they've developed them. Maybe Golden State, but we also forget they brought in Kevin Durant. I've really thought about this. Can you think of an organization in the NBA that has found good young talent? And I know the first thing people say, well, well, Boston. Well, Boston also has brought in Kyrie Irving. And a lot of these guys have been good B players. But we're talking about Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Victor Oladipo. We're talking about all-stars. We're talking about great players. So I think Oklahoma City has come to the point where they said, look, Westbrook's getting up there. We need to blow it up and rebuild, and I think that that's the right decision. Wojnarowski's reporting that they're looking to trade him. I don't know who would be the best fit, but are we going to look back in 15 years and say, man, how could you not win a title with all that talent? But I'm going to get back to Los Angeles here and Kawhi. For me, this is great for the NBA. This is going to be a great rivalry between him and LeBron. I think it adds a great a dynamic between the two, but more importantly, and I said this before, the parody's better. You cannot tell me today who you think the best team in the West is and who's going to win the West. And I'm looking at the West, there's so many talented teams. Is Dallas even going to make the playoffs with that great young team? Could I make the argument that Golden State, I know they got D'Angelo Russell, but if Clay rehab takes longer than we think, is there a chance they're not even going to make the playoffs next year? Look, I get that they have a great coach, and I get that they still have Curry, but Curry also gets nicked up during the regular season. If Curry gets nicked up for any period of time, and Clay gets delayed past February with his ACL, is there a chance Golden State doesn't even make the postseason next year? I mean, the reigning dynasty in the NBA doesn't even make the postseason. That is incredible, and I look at the amount of talent that is in the West now, and I go, man, 
This is going to be fun. And for the first time, if you're a fan of NBA or basketball and you don't have an allegiance to a certain team, this is a great day for you because you're excited because you don't know what's going to happen. You're thinking, you're actually debating now, man, who could win the NBA title? Who could win the West? Who could win the East? I don't know. If things break right, if Milwaukee's healthy, could they come out of the East? But also Philadelphia, they've added a lot of great pieces. Boston's added Kimball Walker. I mean, there's a lot of good teams. If the net, things break right for the Nets, maybe they get a guy at the deadline. Could they be a team that could maybe be a dark horse out of the East? They can go to the West. Well, what team out of L.A. could win it? Could it be the Clippers? Could it be LeBron? If Clay comes back early and the Warriors are all healthy by the postseason, could they make a run? There's so many possibilities in the NBA right now that this is fantastic. So for Kawhi, even though it hurts because I would have loved to see him in Canada and have him been a hero in that country and help him bring the NBA to a more international brand in a foreign country, this is great because even though it would have been fun to see him with LeBron, having him now be a rival in the same building and having this great battle in Los Angeles, and this could be reminiscent of of, like I said, the 1950s where you had the Yankees and the Brooklyn Dodgers every year. I mean, I could not think of another time where we had two great teams like this in the same city battling it out. This is great for the NBA, and I cannot wait to talk the NBA this upcoming season because there's a lot of great parity, and we can actually debate who we think can actually get to the NBA Finals as opposed to, well, what team's coming out of the East to basically face Golden State this year? This offseason, parity has won in the NBA. But more importantly, being aggressive has also won. The Clippers were aggressive. They basically lined up this deal to get Paul George. They didn't just go to the table and say, we want to sign you and bring you home. They're saying, we're not only going to sign you, we're going to bring you Paul George. They were aggressive. Last year, Toronto was aggressive in getting Kawhi, even as a rental. They won a title. It's fun to see, but now teams in the NBA are being aggressive. They're taking a note from the Toronto playbook. They went out and they got Kawhi last year and they won a title. The Clippers were aggressive in getting Paul George over the Raptors, so they got Kawhi. The Lakers were aggressive in getting Anthony Davis. New Orleans was aggressive of getting young talent and also getting great pieces to build around Zion. The aggressive teams, the Nets, they landed Kevin Durant and Kyrie. We're seeing in the NBA being aggressive in recruiting works. We saw what happens when you're passive. The New York Knicks, they were passive. They just assumed that Kevin Durant was coming. They weren't aggressive in recruiting him. And now we look at the Knicks like we have basically for the last two decades as a dysfunctional mess. I give Oklahoma City credit. If they trade Russell Westbrook and be aggressive and get young talent, that front office, they're very good at spotting good young talent. I would not be surprised if they could turn that around within a couple of years, especially if they have the draft capital. Being aggressive wins in the NBA. It's fun for me it's fun for you, the fans, because all this did was create more parity, more excitement, and you cannot tell me, if you are a fan of basketball, that today, when you heard about Kawhi and Paul George going to the Clippers, when you've sat now and seen this entire offseason, 
that you're not at least intrigued and excited for the upcoming season because you don't know who's going to win. And I still think the NBA has a problem with the sitting and during the regular season. I think you're still going to see stars set out big games. But at least now, the regular season gets a little bit more interesting because you don't even know who can make the playoffs out of the West. The regular season now has more meaning. The playoffs have more meaning. Parity has won out in the NBA. And Kawhi going to Los Angeles with Paul George. Arguably was the best thing to happen for the NBA this offseason. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Make sure to check us out on YouTube. You can also check us out wherever podcasts are streaming. iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud. I mean, we are everywhere, so make sure to check us out. Don't forget, we're on social media at the handle Rich Sports Talk, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to contact me, get on the show, or potentially have any questions for me, I'd love to hear from you guys. RichSportsTalk at gmail.com. That's RichSportsTalk at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.